Hey guys, it's Scott from fxmissions.com. Just a note, I've finished the trilogy of anthologies from the forefront, and all three books are currently available on Amazon. Welcome to From the Forefront, an FX Missions podcast. Stories about courageous souls who felt the call of missions and obeyed. Hi, Scott McClellan here for your FX Missions from the Forefront podcast. Thanks for joining us. Please do share this content with someone who is thinking about ministry, thinking about missions, thinking about doing what they're doing better or at a higher level at uh, From the Forefront. We, we seek to inspire you with stories of lives that are making a difference, folks that decided to step out and who persisted in that direction. We're thankful to be joined today by Shana Rattler, who is one of those people. Shana, thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. Well, we had the chance to talk on a, a leadership moment where we asked her. Esther was our profile in the series Profiles in Leadership recently. Thank you very much for doing that. And I was so inspired. And I think that is going to be the effect that it'll have on others as well. And I really appreciate you taking time to do that podcast as well as this one. So yeah, really appreciate it. You're welcome. I hope I did Esther proud. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel that you did. If somehow, if you haven't heard the uh, Profiles in Leadership series on Esther that Shane and I did, I do recommend that you put that on your short list because it's very, very encouraging. And I'm thankful to be have an opportunity here to dig in a little bit more into who is Shana? How did Shana get to where she is? What are the key, sort of the key pieces of your life that the Lord's led you up to this point? How'd you get here? And then some of this contribution you're trying to make in these days, obviously we're living in a very unusual time, unprecedented in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And then what are you seeing for the future? That to me is also very, very something I want to I want to get to and make sure not to forget. So I'm putting it here on my notes. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we haven't met in person, but I'm thankful to have gotten to meet you and get to know you a little bit in the conversations we've had. But you're in the you're in the North Texas area, DFW area here. Yep. As I, I as I am, make that happen. We don't live that far apart. Yeah, we gotta we gotta grab a coffee and contemplate. Absolutely. We do leadership events uh, routinely and have for many years, primarily focused on younger and emerging leaders. Maybe that's a person of promise who who's not currently in their, you know, the role they're headed toward. Right. So that's the part we try to work on in the leadership space at FX Missions, and we've been doing it for more than a decade. So you're quite a person when it comes to influence and also the coaching space and consulting and those kinds of things. Give us the short version or or the not so short version of what you're doing right now. So what I'm doing right now is I have a organization called Shana Speaks, and it's a little bit of a play on words that was not intentional. I actually have a gift of prophecy. So Shana Speaks kind of in, in line with that. And then obviously one of the primary things that I do as a coach and a consultant is speak all over the country and in a couple of other countries as well. 
So mm-hmm. the name of the organization is called Shana Speaks. And what I do is I help high performing leaders who have found themselves burned out, whether that's either from their business or their career. And I help them to align with God's principles to drive the next chapter of their life. And so most of the people that come to me come to me because they're really uncertain about how to move forward. And I provide them with a safe space because people in leadership, we're we're expected to always have all the answers. And unfortunately, we don't always have all the answers, especially when we find ourselves in a space like I was in back in 2018, where nothing was working that once did. Like, you know, it's like, oh, everything works great until it no longer does. (laughs) I tried to be that catalyst to work with those leaders who find themselves in kind of that wonky space of like, hey, I'm feeling inadequate and uncertain about how to move forward. I'm at a crossroads, you know, as Mm. to whether I want to keep on the same path or change directions, you know, the bottom line is that something is just off and they don't know why. Right. And so I think we're going to get into a lot of what do we do when that comes up in our life. But that's the reason that my organization exists is so that I can be a catalyst for helping those high performing leaders really understand what their identity is in God so that they can get to the next level of destiny that he has for them. Wow. Well, that's a worthwhile endeavor. I got to say, I appreciate you. And it seems like to me that at least in at the level of my exposure, you probably aren't the only one doing exactly what you're doing or doing generally what you're doing, but you're part of a small number, it seems like. Is, is that sound right? It does. You know, there's a lot of people who, you know, say, oh, I'm a leadership coach. I'm a leadership consultant. But I think we all own our, our own little pie. And I think if you were to Google leadership coaches on burnout, and I've done this before, you don't find a whole lot of them. And those that do are not approaching it from a spiritual or a biblical aspect, primarily because many organizations will not allow you to mix business and faith. And I think some people are not Mm -hmm. courageous enough to do so. But I know that my specific assignment was, you know, God told me, listen, these gifts and talents that I gave you that you've been using to build the marketplace, I now want you to use those gifts and talents to build my kingdom. And that's when I accepted my calling into the ministry. And so I don't know that you'll find anyone out there that is approaching, you know, burnout in leadership from a biblical perspective. If they are, I've yet I've yet to discover them. That is something of a, a specialty. And I, I think Again, I'm not a I'm not a leadership coach. I, I, I know some life coaches, and I'm friends with some of those folks who have those kinds of credentials, if you will. But I would think that when you think about coaching, when you think about those kinds of things, and you bring burnout into it, there's probably <laughs> the coaching subject is you know is like upbeat and like you're you're going to do something awesome. Yeah, I think of some of those caricatures. Uh, there, but burnout's a real thing. There is a time when you everything that was working fine stopped. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I've reached that uh, uh sadly, you know, more than more than I wanted to admit, probably, or certainly more than I was comfortable with. But burnout and coaching and having some help navigating that space, something of a crucible. People are in pain or they're in a testing or in some ways, a crushing kind of environment. So it's a worthwhile work there. Wow. Absolutely. And if you think about what we're going through at the time of this recording with the coronavirus, a lot of people are at home. A lot of people are 
recognizing that what, like, let's just take like a a therapist that works out of the office. So many of them are wishing they had an online business. (laughs) You know what I mean? So this is a great time for some people. They're asking themselves what next or what different. And for many people, what we're going through being quarantined is creating even more stress and more cracks in the foundation that either we're already there and it's widening or this is the cause of it. So I think we're in, we're probably going to see a lot more people that are going to be in the need of this type of service just because of the circumstances that we're going through that are beyond our control. Right. And, you know, the unprecedented nature of, of what's going on right now in our world, I think it's caught a lot of people by surprise just in terms of the concept of the scope of impact. It's been a quite a while since our world encountered something that was this far reaching. Mm-hmm. I haven't read anything. I haven't studied that well or closely, but it seems just from my partially educated vantage point on the subject that we, this is pay attention guys, something big going on here. Yep. And it, the aspect of it being beyond our control, a lot of people are going to be impacted in a very direct and not necessarily pleasant Way, so that that would also, I think, really point toward hey, who can help me get through this? Who can, who can guide me along the way, or who can help provide some guidance to me? Right. I know the Lord's been preparing people for this time, so that He would have the resources in place in the right strategic locations, and I think that might be something of what has happened in your life. <laughs> I'm I'm reaching a little bit there because we haven't talked about this, but uh, how do you feel maybe that you've been uniquely prepared for times that we're in and, and times like these in your background? Yeah. So I graduated from, from physical therapy school in 2004 and quickly had a healthcare staffing agency shortly after graduation. And so To give a very condensed overview of my background, I've been doing general business coaching and leadership development coaching since 2000 and I don't know, six-ish, because Mm -hmm. people are like, well, how do you start a business and how do you grow a business? And, you know, I've heard you say that a business can only grow to the capacity of the leader. Well, how do you become a better leader? And so I was doing some of those things before I even recognized that it was something that I could get paid for. And so- From 2000 and probably six until 2018, everything that I did was around business coaching and around leadership development coaching. So my story of when things just started to feel off in January of 2018, I knew that God was up to something, but I had no idea what. Mm. And everything around me started to fall apart in 2018. My business started to dry up. Things that I was able to do well, and I probably did in my sleep, I could no longer do well at all. (laughs) I had to go through this whole, what I call the summer of surrender to say, okay, God, I'm at the end of everything that I know to do. Because Scott, I'm the type of person that like, I do my vision board at the beginning of the year. I set my goals. I figure out what needs to happen in order to make the, to meet those goals. And I meet them. Like I've always been the type of person that like, if I want to make something happen, I make it happen. And wow. so all of those things worked well until they no longer did. 
Hmm. And for me personally, I was like, God, I don't know what else you want me to do. Like nothing is working. People are hiring me to do things that, you know, people say everything I touch turns to gold. Well, child, everything I touch turned to dirt. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I don't know what it is that you're trying to get me to see. God clearly told me this is about who you're supposed to become, but I didn't know why. I just said, okay. And in September of 2018, when the things started getting dropped in my spirit that he was asking me to build his kingdom and he was calling me to ministry, I said, well, I've seen the negative effects of too many people running from this, so I'm going to run to it. And I accepted my calling to ministry in November of 2018. And so when you fast forward to where I am now and I'm looking at, okay, I'm assigned to high performing leaders who have found themselves burned out. Once we say, okay, God is trying to get your attention to shift and here's why, you have to figure out where you're going to focus your your shift on or your shift toward rather. So I feel like all of the leadership coaching and personal development coaching and business coaching that I had done for the 10 plus years leading up to that makes me perfectly qualified to go, okay, yes, God has my attention. I need to shift my energy somewhere else, whether that's a physical place of your job or starting a business or just getting your life on a track and really aligning with God's word. I'm uniquely qualified to do that because that's what I was doing for profit for the 16 years before I accepted my calling to ministry. Wow. I think those of us who are are in ministry, as well as who have exposure in the marketplace, if you will, Mm -hmm. and have sort of earned our chops, if you you know how I mean that, in a non-church occupation. Yeah. Trying to be I'm trying to say this in a way that makes sense and also is accurate. <laughs> I think that we're equipped and prepared in ways that a, maybe a church type of occupation doesn't doesn't afford. I think that can certainly be maybe maybe we don't see everything that we would see otherwise, but we also are given some key and unique capabilities through that kind of preparation. And I think that's what's happened. What happened to you Mm -hmm. between 06 and 18, you were, you were being prepared in that environment for something that you were going to put, bring to bear in a different context. Is that, how how was that happening? That's exactly, I I couldn't have said it any better, but obviously when I was going through it, you couldn't see it in Mm -hmm. 2018 and into the beginning of 2019, I couldn't see it. But as my organization started to formulate and God began to give me more clarity on who I was specifically assigned to and what I was specifically assigned to help them do, I was able to go, huh. But I will tell you this. The first thing that came up for me, Scott, was I felt like I was going to have to let go of business Shana. I felt like by Hmm. saying yes to God that I had to say no to business and strategy and leadership and all the things that I knew that I was gifted at. And so he clearly told me like, no, 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 like nothing will be wasted. I heard his voice as clear as I'm talking to you, not an audible voice, but I heard him say to me, nothing will be wasted in the season that I'm taking you into is going to be an and season and not an or season. And so I was like, okay, that's great. But what is it going to look like? And of course it didn't unfold right away, which I would have liked it to. But now that I see, you know, a few more of the steps, I recognize that no, nothing is wasted because when these leaders come to me, sometimes they need, you know, personal and spiritual coaching and development. Other times they're like, listen, 
I've been working for this company for all these years. And if there's anything I've learned, I want to take what I know and start my own thing. Well, then I've got a, I've got a program that I can teach them how to do that. So mm. um, it was really refreshing for me to recognize that he wasn't asking me to do something completely different. He was just asking me to do it a different way. So I tell people all the time, like when you remodel your house, I've remodeled my house. I've The old rooms are still there. I've had a couple of new rooms on and I've just painted the door a different color. So people are coming through a different door to get to the areas of expertise that I have been building over the last 10 to 12 years prior to this calling. Wow. That's a great analogy. And I think that that people get stuck where you were saying there, you know, like we've got a sense, I think, and I think it's culturally informed to some degree. I'm talking about Christian culture that when it comes to ministry and when it comes to business, that there's this insurmountable dividing wall, right? That, that stands between them. And there's a sacred side of that wall and there's a, a non-sacred other side of the wall. I think we're seeing that get erased and dissolved in our times in terms of the way we look at it. I don't think it's real, but it is certainly the way that the cultures looked at it over time. Yeah. So it's extremely refreshing to me to hear you say, the Lord just kind of said, hold on. I know the way that you're being for- informed by the environment and, and what you've seen be the case, but I'm going to do something different with you. That is so cool to me. And I didn't uh, have to be willing to press in to be able to hear that. I had to, when I say I went through that summer of surrender, there were a lot of things that I had to let go of and make the space for in order to press in to be able to hear that. Right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, you're not, you don't get that kind of treasure in passing, right? <laughs> you're digging for it. Wouldn't yeah. It be nice if it just dropped in like that though. Like you're, <laughs> you're supposed to do it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, it one one of the things, I mean, there's a thousand ways to go here, and I'm just totally inspired as we're talking. I think that process that we go through in that preparation piece is the foundation work for us so that we'll be prepared for the weight of responsibility. We got to dig that deep and make it sure so that when the weight of responsibility, not just the calling, but when the weight of that responsibility is transferred onto us, when we leave a primarily a preparation season and we enter into a function season, mm-hmm. then there's a lot of weight that comes on. And that digging out and going deep, so to speak, is what makes us ready for that transfer of, of weight. Absolutely. And I, I, so it seems that happened to you in the summer of surrender. Yes. I need to write my next book, even though I'm in the middle of my next one, but my next, next book maybe needs to be called the summer of surrender. <laughs> hey, you autobiography. Know yes, absolutely. I, I, I think that would be so relatable because the way I've recognized and understood the cycles of spiritual maturity that I've been cooperating with is that we, we're being prepared for something. Yeah. We're being placed into what we prepared for. And then in that, we have that commission, if you will, or that responsibility over time. And then what God's trying to give to us or, or to impart to us 
that part of the process gets completed, then we go back into another preparation cycle. And then we're getting, (laughs) yeah, the placement happens again. We sort of own the territory at some point that's been committed to us spiritually or in influence. Mm -hmm. And then it happens again. So for me, I think that summer of surrender and the concepts that you're talking about there are something we can use throughout our lives because the surrender gets deeper as we're going through these different seasons. There's a time of ultimate surrender of the kind you're talking about where we never surrender again. The battle is won. Sounds like that was part of what happened to you in in 2018. Yeah. But I'm, I'm so thankful for the way the Lord assured you of the, the things that I've given to you, none of that's going to be wasted. Yes. Yeah, that's powerful. I think we, we do ourselves, uh, it, it's common to me at least, it seems, we do ourselves uh, an injustice by thinking that people who are you know serious about spiritual things are going to be sharply divided from the business community. And I think what the Lord was saying to you there, I'm going to use everything you learned and, and I'm going to make it most effective at new heights because I'm going to add these other elements to it. How do you see that playing out in your work currently? You know, it's definitely a faith walk because you and I are on the same page with the necessity to bridge faith and business, but most people are not. So in in many ways, what I have chosen to agree to bite off, if you will, can sometimes be a very uphill battle because if this is a leadership conversation that I'm trying to have, the numbers show that there's going to be a very small percentage of leadership platforms. As soon as they see that I say, listen, I think that one of the reasons why we find ourselves burned out is because God is trying to get our attention. As soon as they read that line, they're like, not on this platform. We won't do that. So the way that I see it playing out is that Mm -hmm. if I can just use the coronavirus, for example, I think this shaking in the earth is like, okay, there's people that I have strategically placed like this little brown girl, Shana Rattler, and probably some others that are going to need to make their mark in the world if this place is ever going to get better. And so I'm just going to shake everything up so that people have no choice but to say yes to her. Now I'm projecting because I hope that's what happens, but there are some avenues where people have been willing to say, that's not typically what we would do, but I'm willing to do that. There's as many more that say, no, we're not willing to do that. But I think that people that we're in a time right now, and not just because of what's going on with the public health scare, but I think we're in a time right now where a lot of people are just kind of feeling like they want to have more and be more and do more and have more impact. We're in the land, we're in the time of influence now. You know, we started off in, you know, the industrial age and then the computer age and the information age. And I think now that we're in the influence age where people want to have influence in order to have positive impact. And I just hope that more people will listen to what it is that I'm trying to say that if you, the ultimate influence and impact is going to be with us aligning with the principles that God wants us to live by. And if we will make him a priority, he will open the doors for us to have the impact and influence that we desire to have and that the world so desperately needs. Mm. Well said, very well said. It's interesting how the environment can soften up the ground, right? (laughs) Or soften up the battlefield, as it were. I think 
I, you know, I think about, I'm in business. I've been in this specific business since 01. And, you know, I think about my own approach, just thinking about, Hey, you know, I've got some plans here, some things, things are ticking along where these are the things that are going right. And I want to plan for the next step, the next stages, the next levels, you know, and go to the next, the next rendezvous of opportunity or whatever it is. And then, you know, I think also about we've got these fixed plans, things and directions we're going, and, and we kind of got have blinders on to some degree. You need to have that. But I also think about myself and like the guy in the, the Gospels who said, hey, everything's going great. I'm going to tear down these barns and build some bigger ones. You right. know, he already kind of had mapped out his he had everything mapped out for him. And I think God does us a favor. And there's an opportunity when our normal or sort of our just incremental trajectory gets interrupted. Mm-hmm. And like you're saying, that's where it comes into play where people are willing. I, we don't usually do this, but right now <laughs> we're, we are willing to do it. Right. And uh, it's moments in time where the Lord can insert key people into key places and have key outcomes for uh, positive and powerful redemptive impact. It sounds like that's uh, that's something that's going on with Shana Speaks. It sure is, <laughs> and I pray it continues. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. Well, we're uh, we're a little past halfway here in terms of our timeline, and I've written a number of notes as well as I have got a close friend I need to introduce you to. Do not let me forget to mention uh, her. But uh, just in in covering, there's shifting is a big deal. Of yeah. course, things are shifting around us. Shifting is a big concept I know for y'all at Shana Speaks, specific to the to the burnout or not necessarily just burnout, but disorientation. Yes. I was doing this and it was working and it's not working anymore and I'm disoriented. Yeah. The concept of being a catalyst and also being in a place of surrender, deeper surrender and growing surrender into the calling that God's got on your life. And then the nothing will be wasted. Incredible, incredible redemptive capacity of God demonstrated in our lives that he could bring even the things that happened that we maybe were good, but weren't pleasant. (laughs) Even those things aren't going to be wasted. Right. Talk to us about a future, a favorable future that you're hopeful for. And what is what you're doing look like in that favorable future? For me, if I had a magic wand and I could just wave it and we would in the in the future, you know, future perfect, I like to call it, is that I'm really passionate about and wanting to hope that we see people get into a greater understanding of who God is and the identity that they have in him. Because I think once we solve that, Scott, so many of the other issues that are in people's way and are plaguing their lives and their their futures and our communities as a whole, I think it automatically solves it, right? So like it's it's like problem solution, problem solution. If we fix the problem of people having a better understanding of who God is and more specifically the identity that they have in him, I think so many of the other problems take care of themselves. 
or at least get get you on the right path to, for them to take care of themselves. Right. The trajectory changes, right? We get out of this cycle of defeat, I think. As you're saying that, that's what comes to mind as we get a sense of of who God is and our identity inside of who he is. Absolutely. That breaks that cycle of um, incremental advance, incremental retreat. <laughs> yeah, you've got better soil to plant in. Mm, yeah. Having God at the center, I think, is part of what happens to us in that surrender process. And a lot of the self-concepts that we've constructed or or that have been constructed and placed upon us by well-meaning or maybe not so well-meaning people, as those things get peeled back, then we get to that core and essence of identity, as you're saying. Yeah. And we're in a position to build on solid ground. I agree. Yeah. So do you have just a minute more? Can you tell us like, if people wanted to engage you, if people wanted to know more about Shana Speaks, or I know we've got some links we're going to send them, but uh, you also, I think, have a free resource if people want to like take further the concept of shifting and going to the next le- level from either burnout or disorientation, which in our times, there's a lot of disorientation and clear voices have never been more needed, I think, on the scale that they're needed for right now. Right. So, yeah. Where can we point folks for uh, engaging some resources you might have available to get involved on that side? Absolutely. So if you're someone that you found yourself in a situation where pursuing the thing that you once loved is starting to feel like a chore, or if your relationships or opportunities are drying up, or if things that were once effective for meeting your goals are just no longer as effective, some people describe that as burnout. Some people are at a crossroads, like, do I keep on the same path or do I switch directions? You know, bottom line, if something is just off and you're not sure what or why, I actually have a free training that you can get by going to thepoweroftheshift.com. And it takes you through multiple things on there. It helps you to identify um, that we need to shift. It shows you what some of the things are that can get in the way of shifting. I've got some tips on there of how you shift. And so, yeah, if you go to thepoweroftheshift.com, there is a free webinar there, web training, if you will. And it's called The Six Shifts to Overcome Burnout and Upgrade Your Business and Personal Growth. So if you want to check that out, it'll be free forever. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So, and I think this could apply. I'm going to repeat that, thepoweroftheshift.com. Correct. It's got the, the six shifts there. We're going to backlink this if you're driving. Please don't go there right now, (laughs) even if you're in traffic, because you're going to get so into it, and then the traffic's going to start moving again. We don't want that for you. Of course, not too many people in traffic while we're recording this, at least. (laughs) Yeah. So thepoweroftheshift.com. I think this could apply to people in ministry, people in business, uh, people in humanitarian Absolutely. Uh, kind of in all all spaces, because that's something that's common in our humanity in terms of transition and a reorientation. Who would you see as someone that we want to highlight there in that group? It, 
would that be business people or, or people if, in ministry? For all of the above, if you look at, you know, I know that I have been specifically assigned to high performing leaders. And sometimes those are ministers and pastors. Sometimes they're politicians. Sometimes they're business leaders. Sometimes, you know, it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter so much who you are. It's what you're experiencing and where you're trying to get to. So if you find yourself in any of those situations that we've described, those are some of the signs that you probably need to shift and you need to watch that training. And I I know from my own personal experience, I've worked with pastors who have found themselves in these situations. I've worked with corporate leaders. I've worked with politicians. I've worked with entrepreneurs, people who want to be entrepreneurs. There is no similar shape or size of the people that have come through our doors who have found themselves in these situations. Absolutely. And I that makes sense to me. Yeah. We find it a little bit more with people who find themselves in a, in a higher position only because there's very little safe space where they can openly admit that they're feeling inadequate and uncertain about how to move forward. Um, and then many times people often struggle to incorporate their faith into their personal role, their professional roles, their decision-making. So yeah, it's less about who it is and more about what it is that you're experiencing and being able to create a path to get yourself out of that and one step closer to where it is that God needs you next. Interesting that what you're saying there just kind of tweaks me a little bit or intrigues me is probably a better way to say it. There is a lot less safe space for folks in terms of visible vulnerability yeah. <laughs> at the at some of these higher levels of influence. So yeah. that's when it's more and more important to have someone to confide in and to get, you know, maybe your next round of equipping from Totally, yeah, totally important. That someone is always coming to you because they know you wear the cape. Or if you're the person that's always filling someone else up, where do you go to get filled? Where can you go where you can take your cape off and not have to have all the answers? And that's the environment that I hope to create is that you can come, you can take your cape off, you can be vulnerable. Um, you can admit that you're feeling inadequate and don't have all the answers. And we can work together to co-create the solution. Well, that's a, a a very clear way to say that. And I really appreciate you taking a minute just to highlight those opportunities. And again, I, I really want to thank you for, for taking some time to be with us. The faith, the professional, the consequential, the influential, those are the key themes to what we're doing here at FX Missions. And it seems like such a synchronization or a symmetry with what you guys are doing at Shana Speaks. What a treat. Thank you so much for making some time to be on the show here and for giving those clear descriptions of how you can help. I'm going to repeat some of that. The power of the shift.com, shanaspeaks.com as well. And that's going to be shanaspeaks.com internet, Shana Speaks Facebook, Shana Speaks Instagram. Yep. How do you keep up with all those content environments? Keep it simple. <laughs> <laughs> I sadly, I've got more social media than I can manage. So I'm thinking, how are you? I mean, I, I I've looked at consistent on all of the platforms. I'm not trying to have different conversation on different platforms, even in terms uh, okay. of what I post. So like one of the most mm -hmm. recent things that I posted said, 
if you know the author, you can trust the next chapter. And so that was the same thing that I, I posted that on Facebook and I also posted it on Instagram. Um, if okay. I do a live broadcast, I have two cameras going at the exact same time, one live broadcasting to Facebook and the other live broadcasting to Instagram. So I don't try to manage multiple conversations across multiple platforms. And if you hear it more than once, then I say the repetition is the father and mother of all learning. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that sounds like you you thought that through and, and got it done and found a way to get the content content where you needed it and also keep the messaging clear. Bravo. I gave up on a couple of platforms myself. I'm too old for Instagram, I think. And those I'm, are the I'm only two that sure. I try to manage. I don't try to keep up with every new thing that comes out. I think mm-hmm. that as leaders, we can get caught up in bright, shiny object syndrome. And because somebody says that we should do this, or there's this next silver bullet. And I think that all strategies can work. But I think that rather than to go a mile wide and only go an inch deep, it makes more sense to only go an inch wide so that you can go a mile deep. I think that's just good strategy. Wow. Yeah. Makes sense. Sounds like it. I'm going to tell the folks in the media piece that are helping me with what I do that I've discovered some new clarity here. I appreciate you sharing that. That wasn't part of our notes here, I don't think. Is there anything else you want to mention, Shana, before we go? I know we're going to, again, we'll backlink to your site, to your free resource as well. And uh, and to the, the other places to find you on whatever platforms people use. What else is on your mind before we before we say goodbye? The final thing that I would leave your listeners with, Scott, is that the best tip that I have, if we're going to shift successfully, wherever it is that we find ourselves shifting from and or to, is that I think that if we recognize that our shifting season is going to become more about being than doing, because I think a lot of times the answers that we're putting before God is, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And I think oftentimes he's really asking us to look at who we should become. And if we focus on the areas that we need to develop to become a better version of ourselves, then I think we're in a better position to identify and focus on what to do next. Wow. I'm tracking with you. That rings true and clear in my hearing. And I I do think that's more and more as we're coming into into higher levels of maturity, we're going to see that shift continue. And there's a lot of teachers in the leadership space that talk on those trajectories. Yeah. I think we need all the reinforcement we can get on it. And we need to be reminded of that because we do get caught up so much in do, 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 right? Mm-hmm. We we definitely get we definitely get stuck there sometimes. I don't think it's any coincidence that we're called human beings and not human doings. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Very well said. Well, yes, we need to re- be reminded of that for sure. Well, once again, Shana, thank you so much for being here. Shana Rattler, shanaspeaks.com, thepoweroftheshift.com is her free resource. It's a video resource. Is that correct? It's actually, yeah, it's it's in webinar format. So uh, there's full slides with me talking over them. So it's an actual training. Excellent. Yeah. Very, very cool. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It was absolutely my pleasure. Very, very cool. I am Scott McClelland for your FX Missions from the Forefront podcast. Do share this with someone that would be encouraged, strengthened, and helped along their journey. And don't forget about the free resource, thepoweroftheshift.com. If you'd like to contact me or us, please do so at fxmissions.com. Until next time, have a great one. 
This podcast made possible through the partnership of Engaging Missions Show, bringing missions home, and encouraging you to hear a message, make connections, and take action. Find out more at engagingmissions.com. Thanks for joining us for the FX Missions podcast from the forefront. If you'd like to find out more about FX Missions, please do so at our blog, fxmissions.com. With quite a bit of content out there, we hope you enjoy it. Also, if you'd like to rate us on iTunes or whatever podcast service you use, we would really appreciate it. And find out more about today's guest at our Facebook page. Just search for From the Forefront on Facebook. If you know of someone who should be featured on From the Forefront because of their Forefront missions experience or exploits, please reach out to us at info at fxmissions.com. Thanks again for joining us. And until next time, I'm Scott McClelland, and you have a good one.